0: Love Talk Radio. Oh, another good day for us all, Beatles fans. It's warm all across the USA today. Uh, But, you know, so it's a good day to be inside recording a new show, talking to another huge Beatles fan. Uh, This week, our guest is Marty Edwards of currently of Arizona. But all everything that happened where the Beatles are concerned happened when she lived in Chicago back in when they came to America in 1964 And she has a really amazing story and a book, which we'll talk about everything. So let's introduce her. Marty, how are you? Oh, here we go. Marty? Sorry about that. Hi, hi, Marty. How are you? Sorry. I'm fine. I'm I'm
1: doing great. Glad to be with you.
0: Good. So we're going to start, you know, at the very beginning because, you know, it's just you have to you have to start this right it you know, and just work your way into how it all all progress because some of the stories these past couple of weeks have just been amazing and crazy, and I expect that yours are probably just as just as well insanely oh. you know uh, <laughs> uh for insane in in terms of us who 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 never would experience something like this, you know it's just you know yes. craziness. yeah crazy. Crazy. So, well, so how were you? Uh, how old were you? And, and when you first heard, you know, when you first heard about the Beatles,
1: where and when? And... Well, well, it was in 1963. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chicago was unique because they had VJ label there, and VJ had uh, released "Please Please Me" and a, I'm, one or two others. And mm-hmm. WLS radio had must have had a contract with them because. They started playing them constantly, so we were able to hear the Beatles in late spring of '63 and early. Oh summer. wow! Wow! Yeah. And back, back when,
0: time, back when CBS time, is yes. saying, "No way, they're not going to make it. We don't want
1: you." <laughs> or Capital right. was it? Right, Capital. And we heard CBS, them. Capital. We heard them on the radio. So um, we uh, had this a group of girls from my school, and we all loved the Beatles, of course, and. When September rolled around and we all got back together, school started, and we decided we were going to uh, form a fan club already. Oh, this wow, September early. of 63. I was only 15 years old then. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mother actually had to go get our uh, post office box uh, at a um, nearby post office, little post office in the town next to us because we were too young to get a post office box. But... Wow, you know, our, what's, what's our, the, our, it's
0: mm-hmm. incredible that you know yes. these mothers. I'm hearing about all these these such supportive mothers.
1: Oh, they were. My parents were very supportive this during is the amazing, whole thing. Yeah. I was an I was an only child, maybe, <laughs> but anyway. So uh, we formed a fan club. It was called the Chicago Land Beetle People,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: one of the girls' dads worked on the local paper there uh, in our little town, Park Forest. Well, mm-hmm. the paper also went out to several other towns around and so before long they they would do little articles on the fan club and before long we were up to 500 members before Christmas. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. So it was a little bit difficult. You know, here I am 15 years old and I had to use my babysitting money to buy stamps and our parents helped us, but we didn't want them to help us financially. So we tried to do things. Um, we'd have rallies, and we'd talk about our be- favorite Beatles, you know. We'd meet in the park and to orphanages and whatnot, you know, do things for the community. And so mm-hmm. they would run a little article on us, like weekly, a little tiny article. Mm-hmm. So – It was difficult, though, to, um, we put out a newsletter Mm -hmm. by reading everything that we could read on the Beatles and try to condense it in this little newsletter and send it out to our members. We did not charge a fee. It was uh, just, you signed up with us to become a member, and we sent Mm -hmm. you a little card and... um, the newsletter when it came out, but it got to be so bad later on that we couldn't do the newsletter when we grew to over a thousand members. And it is, was is this too just much in good.
0: Chicago area? I mean, are these just Chicago uh, people, or are you like as this word gotten around about you and and well, you know, I we're... think
1: people were reading the little articles in the uh, Park Forest Star and uh, following us on it, you know. And so yes, it was just in our little area on the south side. At suburbs of Chicago. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and this was way before the Ed Sullivan Show. That was in, what, February of 63? 64, uh, right. when the Ed mm-hmm. Sullivan Show came up. So by the time Ed Sullivan came around, we had a large fan base in Chicago, Beatle fan base. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, here here I am now, <laughs> 16, I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to grow this fan club? Because we wanted to present something to the Beatles from the fan club. We didn't know what yet, but we all got together and decided it was going to be a plaque. Mm -hmm. So in order to, you know, make this plaque, because it was expensive for us, we had to Mm -hmm. all of us chip in, all the girls, some of the fans chipped in, And we told them, you know, if we ever got to present the plaque, we'd have their names in a letter on the back that they had contributed to it, which we Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, uh, I started thinking, well, what about WLS? They're the ones that play the Beatles all the time. So Mm -hmm. we all took a trip down to WLS with our little signs, Chicagoland Beatle people, post office box, whatever it was, you know, uh-huh. And the D de- we walk into the walked into their lobby and it was the DJ on air, you could see behind a glass panel. And so we would hold up our signs and he'd read them on the air. And so <laughs> here we were we were getting free wow. publicity. You know, because the D. De- and then they got to the point where they knew us and he would say, Oh, here come the Beatle girls, the Chicagoland Beatle people are here. Oh, wow. And uh, Yeah, and our club grew over 1,000 members. Wow. So And you're still not charging people
0: for anything or taking a fee? No. Or...
1: no, we were still not charging. We only asked for donations for the plaque. And wow. so um, we did have, had the plaque made up. And in the meantime, I guess because we had been announced so often, there was a Chicago, oh, um, TV show, Lee Phillips, and she was on the air and they called us. They said, We're, we hear that you're one of the big fan clubs in Chicago, and we said, well, and there was another one also, would you be on our show after the Beatles arrive? And of course we said, oh, wonderful. You know. Well, we had to go downtown to be interviewed by her assistant and so forth. And we did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you say we, who's, who's we? Well, it we there was basically a group of six girls that okay. were running the fan club. Uh-huh. Okay. And of course we had a lot of people at our high school that were helping out too. But mm-hmm. it was basically the six girls that were running the fan club. And um so, we would uh we went down met lee phillips or lee phillips assistant not lee phillips and they said yes we want to have you on the show after the beatles so i said well we're trying we're going to try to see the beatles because we're having a plaque made up and they said oh wonderful you know and that's great well Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) i was writing letters i was Making phone calls, I I mean, I'm 16 years old now. It's summer of 64, and I'm 16. Uh Uh-huh. And fan club like that was a real eye-opening experience because you learned so much. Oh, yeah. There were so many skills that you had to, you know, get under your belt and become aware of and deal with adults.
0: Right, you suddenly realize Uh, you have been... Yeah, you've been thrust into adulthood and are running a business.
1: I yes, and I, I kind of wanted that. I mean, it was yeah, a but way you're making no money, and it's taking up <laughs> no, a lot of no. time. <laughs> we're not making any money, and all our time is spent on the Beatles. Mm-hmm. You know wh- who we loved. You mm-hmm. know, but so we're calling people, and finally, we're able to get in touch with um Ed. What was his name? Al Edelson who was Uh Triangle Productions' uh, PR guy. Triangle Productions were the company that was bringing the Beatles to Chicago. Uh And so uh, we explained what was going on and this and that and the other, and he said, well, I'll have to run it by people and see. We would like some fans there at the press conference, but we have to see. And so be on the lookout for a a a letter from us. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, every day I ran to the mailbox looking for that letter. For at least two months, I ran to the mailbox. And nothing until the very end of August, a little tiny letter came in the mail. It said, admit seven to the Chicago press conference.
0: (laughs) Nothing like last minute.
1: (laughs) I mean, I was just like, just staring at that paper. And I said to my dad, well, I got to tell the other girls right away. And he said, no, I wouldn't tell them quite yet. I would wait. I think he had some kind of a premonition, you know. Uh-huh. But he said, I, I really wouldn't tell them yet. Don't say anything because if something happens, there." only going to be disappointed and i said yeah you're right about that you know but my mom and dad would give me advice through this whole thing you know i'd ask them what should i say to this fellow down at
0: (laughs) right you know and
1: they would help me because as i said i'm 16 years old but right anyway anyway uh so three days before the concert phone call came We are recalling all of our uh, letters. The only ones that will be allowed in the yeah, the only ones that will be allowed at the press conference are people with a press badge. So,
0: you can imagine
1: I sat I sat and cried for half the day. And I felt I'm so glad I did I didn't tell the rest of well I had told Linda that's the only one I had told and uh-huh. she cried along with me and I said well I'm glad we didn't say anything to the other girls I says but we've got this plaque what are we going to do I still want it to get to the Beatles you know uh-huh. because it had our names and it had the people that contributed in a letter on the back and um so I I said, my my mother says, well, you know, you just talked to somebody downtown about being on their show. Why don't you call them? I said, great idea. So I called down to Lee Phillips, to her assistant, and told her, we had passes. They've been recalled. Would you consider asking Lee if she will present this plaque to the Beatles for us, Mm -hmm. for our fan club? And they called me back the next day, and they said Lee would be glad to so my dad my dad worked downtown we had to take the train he had to take the train downtown every day and he was Mm -hmm. right near cbs so he took the plaque to lee phillips and gave it to him (laughs) so anyway but you can imagine and i had been working so hard i hadn't thought about what am i going to wear to the concert you know that's a big deal when you're 16 years
0: Oh yeah, it's my favorite. You- my favorite. one of my favorite questions to ask every everybody on my, in my program is, you know, do you remember what you wore and did you get really dressed up and do your hair? Yeah. Because yeah. every girl thinks the Beatles are gonna see her.
1: Specifically oh, her. Yeah, of course. In yeah. the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I decided Linda and I talked and I decided we had our tickets to go to the concert, and uh-huh. our dads didn't want us to go down to that part of the of Chicago by ourselves. It was at the uh-huh. Stockyard Inns or Amphitheater and area, uh-huh. and so uh, one of the dads had a uh, station wagon that we'd all fit in, and we were. My father worked for Armour and Company. So Uh being that it was the Stockyard Inns, the CEO had a special parking place there. He knew my dad and said, here, I'm going to give you the parking pass to use my parking spot. Oh, that was good. At the the amphitheater. So anyway, uh, to make a long story short, I wore a black jumper with a white, (laughs) a little (laughs) white blouse with a Peter Pan collar
0: and not really
1: thinking, you know, what I was going to wear, but I, I just threw it on that day. And mm-hmm. I was disappointed. It was Saturday, uh, what was it? Saturday, September 5th, 1964. That was the day of the concert. Mm-hmm. And we all got together at Linda's house, went in her station wagon. My dad went along, her dad went along, and another dad. And they drove us down and uh, I was getting ready to get in, we were getting ready to get in line mm-hmm. for the show. And, oh, it was just a madhouse, you know, couldn't mm-hmm. get through the oh, crowd. and So my dad said, well, he says, uh, we're going to be at the bar in the Stockyard Inns while you guys are at the concert. <laughs> he <laughs> said, we <laughs> thought we'd have a beer. You know, we thought we'd just sit and have a beer while you're at the concert. I said, Okay so long dad I was trying to get rid of him you know I yeah I wanted to be just with the girls at that point you know right right you do act a sudden, like a teenage girl <laughs> yeah I wanted to scream and yell and stuff <laughs> yeah oh so he said uh, in five minutes here comes my dad back mm-hmm. and he says you can't believe the lobby and the surrounding area it's just shoulder to shoulder with press people I don't want to leave you here in line come with me to the bar. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want to leave the rest of the girls. He says, well, just come with me to the bar. And he goes, any of them can come too. Well, three decided not to go, and Mm -hmm. two went with me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we pushed and shoved and got into the bar, and he set us down and got us all Cokes, and we're sitting there, and they went over to the bar to have a beer. And I said, you know, we really, we really need to get the other three girls. Mm-hmm. Why don't we ask one of our dads to take our tickets and to go in because they had already started file, filing in and get the other girls mm-hmm. and bring them over here. Mm-hmm. So turned around to talk to our dads. And lo and behold, my dad was sitting right next to Derek Taylor and chatting with him.
0: <gasps>
1: Did he know who he was talking to? No, he had no idea. He had no idea. (laughs) And so they were just, you know, having a beer at the bar. And so all the other dads were chatting with them and and I started screaming. And my dad looked over at me and Linda says, What is wrong with you? And I said, Look who's sitting next to our dads and she turned around because we knew Derek. We knew all their managers, their you know, what their faces look like and so forth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we got up so fast from that chair, that table, that we knocked over the chairs on the floor. <laughs> and one of our drinks went flying. And we ran up to Derek Taylor and we started, Mr. Taylor, Mr. Taylor, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, wait, wait, how did you girls get in this bar, pub, or something, he said. And my dad says, well, this this is my daughter, and she runs a really large Beatles fan club. And I said, yeah, we wanted to present a plaque to him, but to the Beatles, but they recalled our you know, passes. Uh-huh. So he said, well, he said, what, the, what does the plaque look like? Well, you know, I didn't have the plaque. Right. Um, <laughs> she had the plaque. And so I said, please don't go anywhere. Stay right where you are. And I ran out. I said, everybody stay right where they are. I ran out into the lobby looking for Lee Phillips and her assistant mm-hmm. and the cameraman. Mm-hmm. And I was able to find them. And without oh, boy. saying, and they had, the, they had the plaque in their arms, and the cameraman had the plaque. He was holding it. Uh-huh. I said, sorry, I can't explain now. And I pulled the plaque out of his
0: arms. <laughs> <laughs> you took away and their finger
1: moment. Yeah, they're thinking
0: this huh? is their big moment. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. So I, I said, I'll explain later as I'm running away. And I ran back in the bar thinking, oh, he's gone. I'm sure he's gone. But he was sitting right there. He was still there. Uh-huh. And I said, this is our plaque. This is what we wanted to present from our fan club. And he goes, well, I think it's lovely. And he goes, you girls can present it to them. Yeah. <gasps> And I, you must have I, I just died what? right there. Well, oh, I almost just, just collapsed on the floor. He took a little piece of paper from the bar. It mm-hmm. said Stockyard Inns on the top of it. And he wrote, this is a fan club to present a plaque to the Beatles. Derek Taylor, or left them upstairs, Derek Taylor. And he handed <laughs> it to me. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So I said, somebody's got to go back and get the other three girls. And mm-hmm. um, they said, we can't now. They're already in, and people are lining up to go up to the press conference. They were. They All the right. people, all the press people were in a line trying to get upstairs to see the it, The ballroom was upstairs, and that's where they were going to have the press conference. Mm-hmm. So we got up to the little um, Andy Freyne Usher that was stopping uh-huh. everybody and looking at their press passes. And I said, here, this is from Derek Taylor. Well, he didn't know who Derek Taylor was, you know. Of course he not. He says, I can't use this. I can't let you upstairs. He said, um, only a press pass will let you upstairs. And he handed the paper back to me. And I almost started crying. And my dad was standing right behind the three of us. Uh-huh. And he just gave us a big shove. And we trampled over the poor little (laughs) (laughs) little guy, the poor little Andy Fray not sure who must have been in his 20s at that time. We just sort of trampled over him and ran up the stairs where everybody else was going. (laughs) (laughs) So he's yelling, you girls go back. You girls come back here right now. And I looked over at my shoulder and my dad saying, keep going, keep going. So you see, our parents were really, really supportive of us. You know, I oh, mean, if yeah. it hadn't been for my dad, if it hadn't been for my dad going into that bar, we would never have met Derek Taylor. You know?
0: Yeah, and 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 to think that you know, this is a man. I mean, what a great dad. I mean, he's making sure that his daughter's dream comes true.
1: He is. You know, and that we're safe and took us right. downtown. He was, you know, and all this. Which was nice. I mean, I felt really bad that the other three girls weren't there. But uh-huh. what was I to do? You know, I'm not going to leave to go try to find <laughs> them. Right. But not anyway...
0: it, wasn't, it wasn't like he pulled you out of that line to say, hey, you know, Uh, You know, to to take you to meet Derek Taylor and get you in, that had nothing to do with it. I mean,
1: that's the way it almost seems, but, you know,
0: he had no idea what he he was actually doing at the time.
1: I mean, by chance, it was all by chance, you know, and so um, we got upstairs, and there was about, I don't know, maybe 15 to 20 round tables, you know, where people were sitting. Press was there, Mm -hmm. and there was a table up front, and Derek was up front, and he's waving to us. He said, come here, girls, come here, which I thought was really, really nice of him. I mean, it was like he took us under his wing, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, I want you guys to sit here at this table. It was a table right up front,
0: not wow. right
1: in the front, but to the side of the front, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, and when I announce people that are going to come up to present things to the Beatles, I will announce you. So he said, "Tell me the name of your fan club again." I said, "The Chicagoland Beetle people." He said, "Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I'll say." So he says, "Now you all sit right there." So we sat down, and you know, none of the. I said, "You know what? Your hair's messy, Lindy. You better fix it." And then I thought, "Oh my gosh, my hair's probably messy too. I haven't put on any makeup, nothing. You know, mm-hmm. we're 16. We're interested in getting to see the Beatles, but..." We didn't give a, uh, you know, a thought, you thought, had you thought that or, you,
0: you thought that opportunity had passed. That that, that ship had also,
1: sailed, you know. That ship had sailed, yeah. And we were, like, shocked to be where we were. Mm-hmm. Well, we had talked to um, uh, George Harrison's sister lived in southern Illinois, and mm-hmm. we had talked to her on the phone. I had called her one time with a big note in my hand so I wouldn't forget to say anything. And she was the nicest person. She said, sometimes when I come up to Chicago, I'll call you, and she took my phone number, and we'll get together for lunch. But that had never happened, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I saw her sitting at the, one of the tables right in front where the Beatles were going to sit. And I went over, and I introduced myself, and I said, I had talked to you on the phone, and I said, um, I just wanted to come and introduce myself. And she said, That was so nice of you to come over and talk to me and I hadn't seen her again since a Beatles Fest, fifty some years later. She was at one of the Beatles in mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah.
0: Lou, Lou you know Lou, Yeah, Lou Harrison is something special. I know I've talked to her on the phone before. She's yeah. just amazing yeah.
1: to So But she was so nice. She was so nice to us. Well so as I'm talking to her I hear all this screaming and everybody starts running to one side of the room, which is the opposite side from our table. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what is going on? So I look and I see the Beatles are coming in. So I ran over there as fast as I could do, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, Linda's standing next to me and Jan's standing on the other side. And I said, well, I see everybody. I see George and I see Paul, they were just a few feet from us, uh-huh. and and but I don't see Ringo, so this guy was standing in front of me, and he turns around, and he goes, here I am, darling, oh, he was standing right in front of me, and I didn't, I didn't even know it was Ringo, oh. <laughs> and I just started backing up, I mean, I just, I was so scared, I just started backing away from him. You know, you would think I would grab him and kiss him or something. No, right. I was, <laughs> I was, I was shocked. I was in shock.
0: Oh my! So anyway, oh my.
1: Taylor goes to the platform and he says, "Come on, everybody, sit down now." He said the, the Beatles will, yeah, and they came up on the platform. It was um, they were sitting in a row. It was John, uh, nearest our table, and then um, Ringo. Uh, John and Ringo, then George, and then Paul. That's the order they were seated in. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Derek starts announcing people, the people that are going to give them artwork and this and that and the other. And he says, "Girls!" And he waves to us, "Come on up!" And so he had us stand behind this platform where the Beatles were on. Mm-hmm. And I had the I had the plaque in my hand and. Um, I thought, What am I gonna say? I hadn't planned anything to say because I wasn't going to present it to them. What what the Exactly heck am I going and,
0: to... and, and and at the time you're kind of rushed. I mean, we've already right. you know, said you 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 didn't yeah. dress, you didn't do the makeup, the hair or anything for you know, for meeting no. the Beatles.
1: No. Let alone no. let alone prepare a speech. I, mean, I know, so so I'm standing there with this sort of grim, grim face, trying to think, what am I going to say? And then I looked up, and John had turned around. They were, he was seated right in front of us, right in front of where we were standing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he turned around and he waved to us, and he made one of those silly John faces that he used to make. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And right away, I felt at ease when he did that. It was, it was. <laughs> the strangest thing. But Derek says, okay, I would like to present the Chicagoland Beetle People fan club, and they're going to present a plaque. And I couldn't step up on the platform. My legs were locked. Oh, my, my on knees were t-
0: shaken. I, I don't think I could have. Oh, no. I, I, I get that. I
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jan's on one side, and Linda's on the other, and they go, come on, come on. And I sort of had to wake up. I mean, it was like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? And I said, so all three of us stepped up on the platform at the same time. Mm -hmm. And um, right away, John starts talking to us. And I I said, well, we'd like, and, you know, my voice was "Ah, ah," like that. Uh We'd like to present this plaque to you from, your Chicagoland Beetle People fan clubs and all of your Chicago fans, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh, it's so nice." He started talking to us. He was looking right at us. Ringo came in and he was talking to us, and and I'm just in a complete daze. I don't know what's happening. You know, I was just in the daze. Now, are uh, all the cameras
0: my- rolling from all the all the TV stations yeah. at this moment?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know what they were filming or doing, or there was a lot of radio people there, because I recognized some of the DJs right in the front from WLS, mm-hmm. and I no, recognized I just if you got that.
0: just when you when you got home that evening, or were you on the 6 o'clock news?
1: No, no, there wasn't anything on the news about the Aww. press conference. Now, I know, and who did would it have get, thought did it make the paper? Even Oh, it made the papers, but it didn't, it didn't, there was nothing on the news unless there were tapes that I didn't know anything about that they never showed. But I don't think there was TV cameras in there. I think it was just radio. And anyway, uh, George leaned in and shook our hands. And um, Paul didn't really say too much to us, just hi, kind of wave because he was down at the end. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, Art Roberts and Ron Riley—they were the two main DJs from—and they knew us because we had come down to WLS so often. Mm-hmm. They started interviewing us instead of the Beatles, <gasps> and they said, "Girls, right there? come on up here. Yes, girls, come here to the front because there was a long table." Mm-hmm. And they started asking. What? Uh, how did you do it? You you were successful. That's so great. You know, blah 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 blah. And I'm sure the Beatles are going. What? Why are these girls being interviewed? <laughs> it's kind of weird. You know, it was the whole thing was weird. And um, I said, well, I'm just numb. And John said to me, well, you can feel this, can't you? And he pinched my arm. <laughs> I know, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what?" <laughs> you know, and and Linda, she had a voice. I was like, "Oh, I can't talk," you know. But Linda, she right. had a voice. She she went right up to the plat- to the table and she started talking to the press, and she said, "You know, ease up on the Beatles. There are best friends." I guess the press was, and ante- you know, kind of at them. Right. And um, she said, uh, don't yell at the Beatles. They're our best buddies and friends, and we love them, and blah, 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 you know. And, and they're, Derek gets kind of pulling her away from the table to get more in the background, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was nice because all of them then shook our hands, and Derek says, thank you, girls. <laughs> he was trying to get us off.
0: Well, yeah, because and you're taking up a little more 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 uh, stage time than they probably allotted.
1: For I know, I know. This is I so I said, "Come on, Linda, stop talking." I remember telling her that. And so yeah. we got down off the platform and um, sat at that table for the rest of the conference. Mm-hmm. And um, I know George said, "My sister's in the audience. Hi!" And he, she waved but she didn't come up on the platform or anything. She just waved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they started answering their questions, which they were usually asked, you know.
0: The usual and then, round. Uh,
1: Derek, oh, yeah, same same questions, you know, over and over again. And then Derek uh, said, okay, now the Beatles have to go because it's almost showtime for them. And he said to the press, if you guys will follow this uh, corridor – to your left, it leads to a uh, staircase that goes right down to the front of the stage at the amphitheater, and you can take additional pictures there when they get on stage. So the Beatles said goodbye to everybody and laughed, and and then Derek came over to us and he says, girls, I want you to follow the press, too, because if you follow the press, you'll be right there at the foot of the stage. (gasps) So we oh, had... to, we followed the press, and we I was standing right in front of John. Now are you a John girl?
0: Uh-huh, yeah,
1: a John girl. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, we were standing right at the foot of the of uh, the stage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and of course, people say to me, "Could you hear?" Well, you know, the thunder, the the roar of the crowd was just unbelievable, but. We could hear it because we were right there by the amplifiers.
0: Mhm. I have to have you to know, ask one other Does your dad have any idea where you are at this moment?
1: No, he but he, he thinks I'm still up in the um you know, the press conference. He doesn't know what the time frame of the press conference is. Right. And he, has but said, he, hasn't he, he had he to know what time the show us,
0: started. But he hasn't seen you again.
1: No, he hasn't. And okay. he he had said if we get lost you know where the car is parked. Everybody meet back at the car.
0: Mhm.
1: You know. Right. So that's what I was planning to do was just go to the car when. But, you know, even though crying, I started screaming. I'm right in front of John. It was like because of the concert and all the screaming, it hit me emotionally. And then I started screaming, just like everybody else. And I'm saying to myself, well, you know, why are you screaming? You just met them a few minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. is it amazing what, what a emotion. crowd will do?
0: That that whole crowd yeah. mentality, yeah.
1: It is. Yeah. It is. That's what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I and then I'm looking around me, well, oh, I don't want to scream too loud because all these press people are going to think I'm nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um. Anyway, so we got to stand there for the whole show. Now, right there. So so
0: what happens when you meet up with your other three friends?
1: Oh, it was not a pretty thing. <laughs> <laughs> because we had, we had to all ride back together. And I was trying. See, they thought that we had gotten those passes, and that's why we went in with the passes. I said, no, they were recalled. You sh- I sh- should have told them that right from the beginning, but I hadn't told them that they were recalled. So they did think I said, what, I, was, what I had it,
0: originally said was that, you know, your dad was sneaking you out to get you in, you know, mm. into, and to see them when it was actually, it was just, <laughs> as you said, it was all by accident that this all occurred.
1: Yes, yes mm-hmm. it was. And so they didn't really believe that. <laughs> and so anyway, um, Needless to say, the fan club kind of split apart into two factions that next year, you know. And I was, that was my junior year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then my, the next year was my senior year. I only had one more year to devote to the uh, fan club because I was going to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was, there was another group younger girls that lived in Chicago Heights right next to us that started helping on, you know, Beatle rallies and things like that. And they took over the fan club a year later. Mm. Now did you, did did you,
0: did did, did you, were you, were you sorry to give it up? Was there some, you know? Well,
1: yes, I was. But then when you think of it, I was also heading off to college. So it was like, part of my life is over now. I need to concentrate on what I'm going to do. You no. Know, mm-hmm. But, but that you're still... Was, a, that's, a, you're what, that's what was in my You're still devoted to the Beatles. You
0: know. Oh, of course. Okay.
1: Still devoted <laughs> to the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you didn't grow yeah. out of them in the meantime. You didn't. Oh,
1: no. No, and I went into... I went to the Art Institute of Chicago and University of Chicago uh, because um, I wanted to go into fashion design and photography because of the Beatles. I mean, because they sparked that interest in me. Ah. So they, they helped lead me to my career.
0: Oh, great. So, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, and that that's what I said. All these skills that we learned running a fan club, you um, at such a young age, you can't begin to, um, you know, there was a, a wealth of information that we learned, all the skills that we learned from just running the fan club and just talking to adults. Mm-hmm. Yep. You and know. dealing
0: dealing with the press, dealing with the media, the radio stations and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: So then yes. um, Lee Phillips Show called me, and um, they said, are you going to be on? I said, oh, sure, you know. So they said, we're going to film Monday. I think it was Monday. So we had to take off from school, which in those days, well, there was no way to record a show that was going to be on TV.
0: Mm -hmm. And I didn't
1: think to ask for tapes of the Lee Phillips show. I don't know if they even had such a thing, you know. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But we went into the Lee Phillips show. And in between that time, some people from my high school had come over to our house that Sunday, and they said, look at these pictures. We knew it was you. And so there was 18 black and white glossy pictures of me presenting plaques to the Beatles. Where did those come from? From From the press? Well, one of the guys that went to high school with me, his older brother was a photographer for either a paper, I can't remember, or his college, and he had been at the press conference. Oh, wow. And his brother recognized me and said, they live right over here. They live right on Sock Trail. So they mm-hmm. came over not really knowing what house. They were knocking on doors. And then when I opened the door, they said, wait, there you are. And they showed me these pictures of the press conference. And wow. so oh, my I, I, started cry- I started crying. I started crying because, I mean, I didn't even bring a camera. I had no idea that we were going to. Do this, you know. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
1: Anyway, um, I took, I had the pictures, and I called Lee mm-hmm. Phillips' assistant, asking her, "Do you want me to bring these pictures down with me?" Well, I, I don't know if the fo- if the uh, show was filmed on Monday or Tuesday, right after the Beatles were there. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh, please, please bring them down." So. We took the pictures down, and she picked out, like, three pictures for me to talk about on the air when Lee, when Lee Phillips was interviewing us. She picked three pictures for me to point out things about uh-huh. the Beatles. And, uh-huh. and then um, there was another fan club. Another large fan club was also part of that show.
0: Uh-huh. And we
1: sat and talked to her, and then Lee had us. Uh, she, it was also a cooking show. She was making brownies, I think, for us, really. And so she had us come to the kitchen part of the show, and we sat and we all talked more about the Beatles and ate brownies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, but, now but that, once again, that was, that was, let's, let's nice back experience. up for a second. You're talking about, once again, you're saying we. So who's with you from your family? Oh, okay.
1: Well, no, Jan wasn't with us, even though she had met the Beatles, because she left for college that day.
0: She was oh. a year older
1: than we were. So she Uh, wasn't there. mm -hmm. And Linda was a year younger than me, and my mom said, well, I'm going to take the girl, called her mother, and said, I'm going to take the girls downtown to the uh, CBS show. Are you going to allow Linda to miss school? Because it was our school day, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, of course. So my mother took us both downtown on the train Mm -hmm. to go to the Lee Phillips show because you know she didn't want us to go by ourselves you know
0: of course mm-hmm. so
1: anyway anyway um she mom's sitting in the audience and um I'm pi- showing pictures and I said and this is Paul and he's shaking Linda's hand you know I'm pointing to mm-hmm. <laughs> the picture and describing it and I said and my mom really thinks Paul's cute too <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sure she so appreciated that. So my mother,
1: that. I I know. I looked up at my mother, and she was turning all shades of red. <laughs> and you know, here I had announced to the whole Chicago land little people, everybody, that my mother. Mm-hmm. I said, and then I said, oh, it's only because uh, Paul looks so much like my cousin that lives in Virginia. <laughs> at least I tried to make it sound better.
0: <laughs> Saved it. Saved it. Saved her reputation. Well, I tried
1: to make it something better, you know, so she wouldn't. So,
0: so I guess the the girls that were kind of left behind that didn't get to the press conference didn't attend
1: the show. Yes, they did. They had their tickets to the to the show. They were at the show. Well, they. I mean, they didn't. Oh, you mean the Lee Phillips? Oh, you mean the Lee Phillips show? Did they go? No, they didn't. It was just Linda and I that went downtown. Okay. But were they invited and, and nobody or knew anything? I that. mean, nobody you know. Nobody
0: really knew that. Huh? I guess me? they weren't in, you didn't invite them to go? Kind of as a, well, you know, I, make it up to them? They were talking
1: to us at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, then, they're so, bad. Um, I did not invite them or anything. And it was kind of a, a lot for my mom just to take Linda and I downtown. But mm-hmm. uh, so... Yeah, that was the Lee Phillips show. It was kind of cute. Yeah. So that uh, I gotta you know, ask, but I, I finally, uh had the fan club another year, and then I went off to college, and then Linda stayed with it for a while, and then, as I say, we we gave it over to the this girl Barb, who lived in Chicago Heights. They a younger group of fans sort of took it over.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I so. need to ask.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you
0: still have the napkin?
1: No. From Derek Taylor. Oh, I had it for years and years and years. It was a little piece of paper, and I used to carry it in my purse. I wouldn't even in my wallet. I wouldn't even leave it anywhere. Then I remember when we moved to Phoenix, I took it out and I put it away somewhere, and I cannot find it.: You've never It's, oh it's, my a, it's in this. It's still packed up somewhere that I cannot find. It's not with my Beetle magazines. It's not with my Beetle pictures. I look for it and look for it, and I cannot find it.
0: Yeah, I, so, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you put it in the pages of a book.
1: Could have. Yeah. I, I ne- never thought I should go through all the books and look. That's and true. take them all
0: out. Let me know if I'm yeah, right. Them all not out. that I ever, not that I was ever psychic or anything like that. But
1: I'm yes. thinking I would have put it in the pages of a book
0: you know, well, that's, keep
1: it that yeah yeah. Keep it safe.
0: yeah um anyway so I, you I know
1: i had all, i had all these pictures in my closet for 50 some years sitting on the shelf 8 by 10 glossies
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um i worked i became an elk uh one of the elks and mm-hmm. uh worked on the elk's newspaper i did ads for them and um the fellow that was my editor said uh something about the Beatles one day. And I said, well, you know, I met them. And he goes, you did not. I said, I met them. And <laughs> I said, I have glossy pictures in my closet. And he goes, you'd have to prove this to me. <laughs> so I, anyway, I took the pictures and showed them to him. And he said, why aren't you doing something with these pictures? They're unpublished. And I said, well, I don't know what to do with the pictures. I have no idea. You can't exactly. put them on the Internet. What do you do with them, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So he
1: said, well, you, you write a book and you tell your story and you put the pictures in the book. And, and so that's I what you said, did. Well, you know, huh? And that's what you did. And, and that's what I did. That's what I did. So my book is called 16 and 64, The Beatles and the Baby Boomers.
0: And it's, it's, only, is it, it's only available as, as an e-book? From what I'm understanding, it's it's, it's,
1: no, it's available on Amazon as an ebook, mm-hmm. and it's available um, through me. Um, if you go on my website, which is um, www.16and64.com, with it's the number there,
0: 16iN64. Huh? I'm trying uh-huh. to spell it out, so it's actually yeah. numeral. The num- 60- yeah,
1: sixty four. and then IN, and then 64.com, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's available there through PayPal, or I also have my email address
0: where you mm-hmm. can just
1: write to me, and it's available just directly through me. And, and I can, do have the book.
0: And you will inscribe it.
1: Oh, of course I would inscribe it, okay. sure. I would love okay. to. Great. But anyway, anyway, you know, Marty,
0: it was so great talking to you and hearing this story. I mean, I've just heard I think I think this has been like one of the best months of my life in terms of hearing stories. And let me know if you ever find your Dereka's, you know. Oh, that I would be, that thing would be worth a lot of money.
1: Well, that's what I'm thinking, but <laughs> I don't think I could ever part with it. If there, I could there, find it. That would,
0: yeah, is there a picture of it in your book or did you not have it when the book came out?
1: i didn't finish. have the um the the paper i had um the paper that he wrote on i put the original um uh invitation from uh triangle productions in oh the book. okay That's, there's okay. a picture of that in the book but i didn't i couldn't find the paper to put it in the book well, when you find so, when you
0: find it, you have to re- make a revised edition with the, you know, all new pictures.
1: I have you know? to do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. That way you can it. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so um, I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. I hope I didn't bend your ear too much, but. Oh no, no, um, I, you
0: know, you, I, 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 I still get excited. Yeah, I get I I, get, I I come into these interviews sometimes, you know, I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, yeah, I got another interview and I'm like, oh, I really should be doing laundry or something. I mean, believe it or not, what, what people, pe- people don't see what's going on around me. There's usually stuff going on around me when I'm sitting here and I'm sorry to, to, in, to do this in, during your interview, but. Last minute, I decided to bake a ziti, <laughs> make a big ziti. Oh. And so while oh, yeah. we're on the phone, I'm having my, my son's girlfriend is actually putting it in the oven because I can't reach it and I had to call you. So people don't oh, see that. Uh, several interviews ago, I actually was letting the dog out and I accidentally let a, let a wasp into the house. And I'm oh, squatting. Yeah. And nobody has any idea this was going on during the interview because I never said a word. I'm (laughs) trying to get a wasp out the back door, and I'm just sitting there having a casual conversation with her. (laughs) You never, you never quite know what's going on, but I always come out of these. So happy. Feeling so good. And it just, these stories just completely rejuvenate me. And I'm really hoping that the people who hear them feel the same way and come out with this, you know, smile on their face. And God, that was just, a, I, it was just a so such a so different time, you know, it was, you know, that oh, sure. happy go lucky time, you know, and, and. Uh, yes,
1: exactly. And I don't think it could be repeated. Actually, I really don't think any of that could be repeated. You know, yeah, because I don't
0: uh, I don't know that if I told the stories of you know in the in the early '80s, you know when I first started going to concerts, I don't know that my stories would you know generate this kind of a a, a feeling, a warmth and and glow, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Uh, the Beatles, the Beatles still have it, still do it. We're all gonna you know. And I,
1: I and I love it, and you can tell I get excited telling the story. Uh, oh, so all, they, all of you I do. do
0: I think everybody loves to relive their stories, and and I'm glad to to record them and air them. And thank you so much for telling yours and being on the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was fun.
0: You're welcome. And until next week, listeners, this is I Saw the Beatles.